here, Frank. Oh boy, Nintendo product? I can't wait. What is it? No, our latest drone is here, <gasps> the Snap Pixie. It's the cutest little drone in the entire world, and I love it. They did arrive, didn't they? We we both got lucky. We got them at the same time. Uh, this is cool because what we talked about this like a few months ago, and they actually arrived. The our tiny <laughs> drone. Yeah, can you believe it? I really thought I was just throwing my money into like you know slash dev slash null, but it turns out no, a product arrived in the mail, and it's not so bad, James. Should we do a whole episode on it? I think we have to do a whole episode on it because. We obviously have talked about building drones, talk about drones ourselves. We've talked about, you know, automation. We talked about AI. And there's a lot of things packed into this tiny little, what, $200 little machine, if you will, that revs like a jet engine um, <laughs> that is just adorable. And I will say, has made me smile just like the first time I ever flew a drone. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you ruined my review. That, that that was my review too. It's good. <laughs> well, well, the the thing with this drone is that you don't drive it, you know. And, yeah, and 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 that's what sets it apart from the other drone. And we're gonna get into that. But what were your initial initial impressions? You opened the box, you sent me a photo, and then you didn't send me anything else for <laughs> ever. I think actually. Well, we have to talk about how hard the app is to use. Okay, <laughs> and I'll, I'll make my excuses oh, there. Ooh, but <laughs> and, and and okay, let's let's say this ahead of time, Frank. You did not have a Snapchat account before this, correct? No, I am a new Snapchat user. Hello, everyone. I am social. Perfect. Now, Snapchat is a app that also does have a unique user interface. I will say that. So, um, let's go from there. No, let's not side route. Let me, let me get back to the drone here. Okay, so everyone, I've I've built my first drones, and they're all very difficult to fly. It requires all your concentration. You have to be like a weather person. You have to like put your thumb up in the air. You got to know the wind directions. You lose visibility after like 30 feet, and you're just like, well, Godspeed, little guy. And, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of faith involved in those. And my biggest impression is this is the opposite. This is kind of the fun little creepy <laughs> droid that we've always wanted did you watch obi-wan i did not watch obi-wan it's on my list though mm, there's a little droid in obi-wan that this reminds me of so it's it's cute james it's it's small and plasticky i mean first impressions are i paid 200 dollars for this <laughs> but, <laughs> it's got but two cameras it's got two cameras right? it does it does it's it's yeah so they had to make it very light and for that, you know, light plastics just have a look to them. But you're right. It has two cameras. It has a god-awful, ugly little rotating button. Yeah. And it has very nicely built batteries. Those were my initial impressions before I got it flying. Uh, did you think it looked super? You know, it, once it's in your hand, you realize the quality is actually really good. But just the initial impression, I was like, oh, boy, what is this? <laughs> I opened the box. The first thing that I actually opened was I got a box and we both got the I'm going to call it the fly more kit because that's what DJI calls it. We got the fly more kit, which includes two extra battery with a battery charger. And I opened that first because it was separate from the the main big box and I initially thought, wow, I like this plastic in my hand because yellow is my favorite color. Ah. And I I was like, okay, this is this is something that is it's a product. It feels like a real product. It it I've seen cheaper battery chargers. Now 
It doesn't compare to the DJI ones. The DJI ones, I think, are much better batteries, uh, look and feel, and the charger kit. But this is nice, and I'm liking that it's USB-C. That is also nice as well, and yeah. really plugs in. And then I opened the the box that had the Pixie in it, and I love the presentation. It's in this um, plastic container that says Pixie, and that has a see-through Sarcophagus. Dome. <laughs> yeah, it has a sarcophagus. That is correct. And and the pixie sitting there looking all cute. Um, looks like it's floating. And then on the bottom of it is clouds. So it looks like it's floating on the clouds, which it will never go up that high ever because you can't make it. But I just thought that that was a great presentation, well packaged. And we not only got the extra batteries, but we also got, we also got the bumper carrying kit thing, which I guess whatever I, you know i was using it so um it's it's just a little one, one fun thing about it, it's it's like a little rectangle yeah it's not quite, but it's like a little rectangle and you can actually like just strap it around you and put it around like a purse uh i did that for a little while because i was actually one wheeling around with it and it was mm. really convenient actually because yeah. i didn't have to hold it in my hands or stuff it into a backpack or anything so i don't know if i'll you know going to any high fashion places with this thing strung around my shoulder. But uh, if you're just going around and having fun, absolutely nothing wrong with that or just at a picnic or going for a hike or something like that. So I wanted to test its versatility because I found my biggest complaint with drones is just all the um, fanfare you have to go through to get them like set up. How much junk do you have to pack into your backpack? Mm. How long does it take you to get set up? All that stuff. And so when we were talking about this previously, I was interested in it because they were saying none of that. This is all AI magic camera stuff. You press a button and it works. And so I, I was excited to see that. And I did appreciate its very simplicity. Batteries come out by popping them out. There is literally one button to turn it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I, I chose not to read the manual. Uh, there are some hieroglyphs on it. I, I rotated the switch to a hieroglyph and I pressed the button in my apartment. Probably not the greatest idea, but also I, I've test flown all of my drones in my apartment. Mm-hmm. And so I just, it's, it's a part of the system. You know, my apartment can handle it. It's a decent apartment drone, by the way, as well. And I think that's the one thing that appealed to me as well, because not only like you talked about when it comes to drone, there is a whole um, a whole thing you got to do when you go out with a drone. And it's, it's a drone day. Like, hey, this is a drone hike. Hey, this is a <laughs> drone voyage. Hey, Frank and I are flying drones. Um, that's the whole thing, because. You got to get it out. You got to soft- update all the software. You got to calibrate it. You got to make sure you don't crash it into stuff. And you got to make sure your your phones are all set up and charged and all this stuff. And um, yeah, this one intrigued me because you actually don't even need a cell phone. You don't need anything with you to operate it at all. It doesn't, you don't need anything. And that was really unique to me. And I think that also being so small, uh, everything is 100% guarded. So you said it's kind of like a square. It's kind of like a, square ish, I would say, and everything is protected. So all the propellers are protected. The, um, the, the camera's a little inset on it. And I agree with you. Once I put it in my hand, I said, oh, wow, like this is actually something that feels pretty decent. When you look at it from afar, it looks like a toy. When you use it, it also feels a little bit like a toy, but, um, (laughs) it is like surprising in a way. Now that's of course, once you get it connected to the app, 
and you figure out how to update it, which well, I'm like, you did that. I'm like, did you wait? Are you one of those people that has to update their stuff before they use it? Oh yeah, I am. No, no, here's, here's what happened is, so I'm a Snapchat user very minimally, just with a few close friends and my wife. Um, and, um, the pixie, you have to use the Snapchat app. And I believe that this is a mistake. Um, (laughs) but it makes sense because almost everything is inside of the Snapchat app, but it's buried. So you have to go into your Snapchat app. You have to go to your profile. You have to go to settings. You have to go to Pixie. That's where you connect it, update it, and also make several adjustments because um, when you pair it for the first time, which this is my favorite part too, is to pair it, it takes five seconds and you're like, cool, your drone's ready. And you're like, what? Uh, huh? Okay. I'm, mm-hmm. Okay. It's ready to go. And it's like, yeah, just go fly. Go have fun. And you watch a little video for 10 seconds and you're, it's like, go and, and you're like yeah okay i guess i'm gonna uh, <laughs> fly it you know and, and and you go from there and you're you, it's kind of i'm still exploring the the little pixie but i i saw the software update i couldn't get i couldn't get it to work because i have a bunch of the the settings turned off in snapchat because i'm paranoid uh, and i had local network turned off and it needs to pair via wi-fi the drone has bluetooth and wi-fi in it which of course, why doesn't it, you know, and, uh, it, I got that working and then I updated it and I had taken it out for a few little, little flights, but in general, you know, it's the app is very, oh, it's, it's not even an app. It's an app screen. It's very (laughs) right. And, um, the main, the main setting is where do you save the photos and you can tell it to save to both Snapchat and your photo reel. Pause, pause there, because we just have we have to talk about that. That's a whole different section. <laughs> I, w- I want to get back to setup because y- you're right. I totally forgot there is a cute little video that you watch. But in the video, they said you press the button and it does the rest. So <laughs> it was kind of nice to see that. And I'm just like, yeah, j- just go fly, buddy. And I should say, if you're installing the app for the first time, uh, I didn't have any of those problems because I knew this thing's going to want to use every communication thing it can so i was just like yes 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 all the permissions except i didn't give it contacts because never give an app contacts people. ever ever no <laughs> never it's just mean to your friends uh i so did okay so you you wanted to do the update thing but i just wanted to get this thing flying i just wanted to try it out i wanted to try all the different modes so should we talk about some of the fun modes it has yeah yeah because unlike other drones where you fly it this drone flies itself no remote so i should say oh it's so cute look how cute that was it just made a cute noise so in its class uh so i always group all these drones as the 250 grams or less class they're the ones that you don't have to register (laughs) that you're you're just free to fly uh in in this size class the normal price is more like a hundred dollars to get a drone with a camera a decent drone with a camera but that is most definitely just like a $20 drone that you have to manually fly. It mm. helps you out in places. It makes flying as easy as it can. But in the end, you're flying it around and everything. This is a very different beast. Uh, what you set, what you do is you turn the dial to what you want the drone to do. And then you press the very one button on it and you hope it does it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And so you're, and, and you're, there are there's even buttons that they don't even talk, talk to you about either. And they're like, here's this other thing over here. And you're like, Oh, okay. It is like a trial mode because while there are dials and knobs, there's other stuff that you can do 
you know, later on, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And so I would say you're basically spending a hundred hours for AI <laughs> and no remote and convenience. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to it, but in practical field usage, I found this thing so much easier to deal with than actually launching a drone and flying it with a joystick. Uh, so that that's the normal terrible way to do it. But uh, I do like I do like the simple modes. So they have uh, first is just hover in place and look at you. That was the very first one I did because it seemed safest. Yeah. And all it does <laughs> all it does is launch from your hand, goes up a few feet, stares at you menacingly, no matter how you walk around the room, and it keeps you pretty well framed. I did this indoors and it was very stable, but it was the the tracking was really good. My only other good reference for all this is my Lumo, my balancing robot that tries to do roughly the same kind of stuff. Mm. It'll try to sit there and watch you, and it'll try to follow you if you put it into those modes. And I found that it's basically as good as the Lumo. It's basically as good as this very refined, um, maybe 1,500 hours when it came out new, uh, device from a few years ago. So it's kind of amazing to see that kind of image processing working on this thing. And I'll, I'll even want to talk about more about that when we talk about going outside. But how, how did you find that very first flight? <laughs> so the very first flight, I did the same exact thing. I did go outside, though, and it was a li- little bit windy. Not So that wasn't mm-hmm. like it was a relatively calm one, but there was a slight uh, breeze in the air. And I did that first mode, which, um, you know, you put the thing in your hand and you put it at eye level and you hit a button. It's like, cool, let's do this. And it takes off and you're like, oh, my God, it's going to hit me. And then it doesn't. And it backs away and you look at it and you're like, am I, am I doing it? And then (laughs) I I start to move and it's like following me. I'm like, okay, it's doing it. And then I was like, I put out my hand and it was like, cool. I'm just going to land right here. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? I was like, it was, it was, it was mind boggling amazing. And the the little it's, i mean it's so small it's so light too and it was very wobbly and then i looked at the video and i was like dang like that was really smooth yeah. like it's relatively impressive i was like they did a really solid job of figuring out how to image stabilize that thing in this tiny little camera that's in here yeah that must be a key to its success because when like you said when you see this thing even in the lightest wind ignore the gusting of the wind it's just vibrating there you know just trying to hold some kind of stationary pattern you know holding stationary is a hard controls problem it's much easier to allow a craft to drift a little bit Mm -hmm. and so you can really you can hold a position hard but then you're jittery or you can be a little more soft and you get a soft thing. They found a great compromise where it'll drift the smallest amount, like let's call it four or five inches tops, tops during a gust yeah. or something. Cause it's so light. It has, it has, <laughs> it has no chance against the wind. Um, but man, that digital stabilization, when you actually get those videos back onto your phone, it's impressive. And I have to think that that's, uh, part of why the tracking is so good because they are doing that stabilization. So congrats to the the engineers over there. Well done. Yeah, I was, I was very much impressed right away. I was like, wow, that's cool. Now, did you try any of the other modes after that? Like you're like, okay, I'm oh, standing yeah. here. Now it's go time. Yeah. Yeah. But immediately I said, okay, we, we got to take this test to the park. So I grabbed the one wheel <laughs> <laughs> because I knew it had follow mode and I'm not going to walk. 
I'm not going to one wheel. I'm going to see it follow me on a one wheel. So I immediately tried the follow mode, which worked great, except it's definitely tuned to a very specific speed of movement. <laughs> if you go, <laughs> if you go faster than that, it can lose you. If, it, if you go slower than that, it gets jittery because it's having a trouble predicting how fast you're going. But with just a tiny bit of experimentation, you can find out what speed it definitely prefers you to move. And so I did that. The video was great, but I got confused and I tried to reverse on the one wheel and fell off my one wheel. So that was hilarious. Got that on camera. Yay, drones. (laughs) And then I had to try the orbit mode. Orbit's the other thing you always do with the drone, which means just fly around you, but try to keep you center of frame. I did that and it immediately went into a tree, which is the number three thing you're supposed to do with a drone. (laughs) But thank goodness, all the safety padding they put around it, it just buzzed right through all the leaves. It didn't get caught or anything. Thankfully, it has little grills, not not a lot of grilling because they're trying to keep it efficient uh, over all the motors. But that allowed it to just kind of bounce off the tree and get through the leaves. So thank goodness for that. Yeah, it's uh, my I was in the front yard, so it was very much open. And the default modes that they put on it are very don't fly too long and don't go too far away from you um, in general. So even the go back and up a little bit is only like 10 feet. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like the default on a DJI is like go halfway across this football field. (laughs) And you're like, oh, my God, where are you going? Um, You know, that's like the default. So um, I was quite impressed and i didn't even know you could change the modes because again they're all just dials like frank said on the top and you just change the dial and there's little icons and you forget what the icons mean after the first (laughs) time um you do it and there's also a star which is a favorite which uh, i think you can like customize it so you can say oh do the fly away from me but do it 30 meters so you can have the default at you know 10 or whatever Mm -hmm. but um what i was really impressed with was (laughs) Well, Heather and I were in the front. And she's like, is it going to come back? And I was yeah. like, I, I, I think it is. And then I'm like, oh, here it comes, you know, and it legitimately comes back. And the cool, the coolest part, which is something I've never been able to do on my actual drone is like catch it in my hand. And this one, it lands in your hand. And it's just like, oh, it's happening right now. Like, let's do, let's just do this. And I just thought it was really neat to be able to change these little modes, walk around a little bit and go and using the follow mode i use it in the front yard just walking around that did work well i didn't obviously try it on like a bike or a one wheel (laughs) but i thought that that was neat and 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 the other thing i will say is the other mode which i think that you should use on your one wheel but not have you follow is the hover mode because the hover mode follows you around so you could launch it in the air take your one wheel away from you do some stuff and it will follow you as you one wheel which is like pretty kind of neat in general that it could do that and stick around for you know 60 seconds in the air and i was like oh that's that's really neat so the the modes are well thought out however since it's a dial there will never be any more modes frank (laughs) (laughs) that's what star is star means infinite infinite uh yeah Uh, I, I like a lot of the safety features too. So, oh, sorry. I, I want to go back to the launching and taking off from the hand. That's like a party trick you do with normal drones because yeah, yeah they can all do it, but you don't really want to and messes up the compass and all that stuff. And so you never do. This is like, that's the preferred way to handle this thing. And I love it. It just, again, getting back to 
what is the time delay between me yanking this out of my backpack and actually getting it launched in the air? It yeah. really helps for that. And so I, I, I love the hand launch and the hand return. I, I found like, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting wimpy or something. Every time it lands on my hand, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I was better at it in the beginning when I was a noob. And now that I've landed on my hand a hundred times, I over anticipate it a tiny mm. bit. So I'm still, I'm still dialing that in, but that's a hundred percent user error. Um, it, it does a fantastic job of tracking your hand and attempting to land on it. I, uh, the other fun, um, so I got to experience a lot of the safety modes of it, you know, thanks to the tree, thanks to the one wheel. Uh, it does a funny thing. If it loses track of you for roughly, I think five ish seconds is what I could determine. It just lands. It just lands on the ground. Uh, so I would highly recommend not doing this around water sources where I was doing it because that <laughs> those safety modes can be unsafe from mm-hmm. time to time. But in general, I think those are fantastic safety modes. This thing is not going to hurt anyone. This could whack grandma straight in the eye and it's she's just going to get angry at you and throw something at you it's, it's going to be fine um but it's more of a safety mode of i don't want to lose my drone <laughs> so it's good at protecting itself too yeah and i think the other thing to to also mention is that there is a part of the app so once you connect up you can only do software updates but you can also um adjust those flight modes so there's hover so on any of them, you can adjust the duration like up to a minute. So they're really controlling the fly time here. And we'll deep dive yeah. into this. But you can have it capture video, photos, or both. You can turn on and off subject tracking for the reveal, which flies back. Same thing. You can adjust it to go up to 30 feet. Again, they're controlling it. They're like, uh-uh, you don't get to go too far. <laughs> Same thing for follow up to 60 seconds. Orbit is kind of cool. You can set the radius, how far away, 5, 8, 15. And then there is that favorite mode, which is the last one, which I do think would be cool is if they had downloadable modes, Mm. um, like a figure eight or so, I don't know, something, you know, that does something, I don't know, but that would be pretty cool. And that, that one is really adjustable. So you can set all those different items and turn into that mode. Um, and then talking about getting lost and landing, which did happen on me and I had to like scoot under it. I was like, Oh no, I mean, great. I would have landed (laughs) in the grass. There's a lost mode in the, in the app and I, and a calibration too, but the loss mode, it just continuously pings and it just, cause it's connected via Bluetooth. So uh-huh. it's like, as long as you're in Bluetooth mode, if it's like over behind a tree, you can just say enable loss mode, and it like pings. I was like, Oh, that's pretty clever, you know, but not bad. Yeah. It, it's like a gen three drone. That's what I like so mm-hmm. much about it. It's all those little tiny things that we've learned. Like, okay, you are going to lose it. It's funny. They go into a bush. It's annoying when they go into a bush. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff. Well, the one video I watched, I think I was in Engadget. And the thing that won me over is that, oh, turn it back on, uh, is that they were inside of like a arcade and that's where they were testing it. Cause it had a really cool footage and it was just like, Eventually they were like, oh, let's do the 15 feet. Like, oh, that's too far. And hit a wall and it's like popped <laughs> around. Like, it's fine. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is legit. Like, you know, I feel safe with it. Um, but I also, like you, every time I put my hand out, like I'm always putting my hand out for it. And, and like I, I kind of wave at it and I want it to come back to me closer, but it's like, no, come to me. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always a little iffy on it landing because the fans are still on. And I was just like, yeah. It, it it kind of moves a little bit, but sure enough, it lands in my hand every time. It kind of mind mind boggling. Yeah, and I, I was just thinking the the usual trick with drones is most of them have a super safety mode where if you just grab it and flip them upside down, hmm. they tend to just turn off 
that's yeah. generally a safety rule in drums. So I was wondering, could you do like the frisbee catch with it? Could you just <laughs> clamp it between your hands <laughs> and do something like that? You know, it would be safe enough because, um, yeah, they put lots of guards around everything. Uh, you got way more into the settings than I did. I was just having fun taking it to locations where I wouldn't normally uh, mm. take the drone. It happened to be the 4th of July when I went out. And I, I was a little bit nervous because there were a whole bunch of police policing an area and mm. like doing their policey thing. And I was like, I really don't know what the rules are with drones here or anything. But, you know, this thing looks so cute and harmless. I don't think they're going to have any problem with it. And so I did a few launches and walking me around and they all stared at it, but I didn't get arrested. So. I'm going to say Frank approved. It's legal. You can take it anywhere you want to. And the truth is, I mean, they are, um, like you said, what, 30 feet was the max? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing's going to happen at 30 feet. Um, the the real rule for drones is like 300 feet with a few uh, places you can't go. And so 30 feet is incredibly safe for something that weighs like, did you weigh yours? I don't even know what it weighs, but not much. Not much at all. No. The the battery is a little bit annoying. I am so thankful that you talked me into buying the uh, extended battery kit because what what do you get? Is that, I, I I haven't fully dialed in how long it lasts, but let's say I get like six or seven videos per battery. Yeah. You know, of a of a somewhat length, I don't know, fifteen to thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. And but fortunately the batteries are tiny, so you can carry a bunch. Unfortunately, they're tiny, so they don't last long. How, how have you felt about the batteries? Yeah, so so far I've taken it out a few times. Um, I just took the one battery. It's mostly just doing in the yard type of stuff, so I didn't go too far really working with the settings. And yeah, so it's about they say five to eight flights, and so far okay. I've done. I did I did about five, and I was down to about forty percent. And the app tells you and things like that, which is which is nice. And there's a little indicator on the bottom as well, um, but. I agree with you. I think the nice thing is that the carrying case is really small. You could put that in your pocket and you could swap those out. Um, but it does kind of limit you, even though we have three batteries, which means maybe 20 flights maximum. Mm-hmm. That's really actually not that many fl- flights. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, if you're going out for a day, I hope you are in your car and you have a USB-C adapter with you because you're going to definitely want to charge it up. Um, they are small. I- they are light. But. Yeah, I I was charging mine off of just a normal battery charger that I carry around for my phone. Mm. And I charged four batteries and it ended up taking up 15% of my little battery charger. Oh, wow. And so that's pretty decent. You know, if if you if I were to go on like a super long hike, I would feel comfortable bringing just two or three batteries. And even then, I would probably only need one or two because Mm. I could just throw it in my backpack and let it charge for a little bit of time in between then. But um, yeah, it's definitely not a high frequency shooter. but it, it totally came up like it was funny because, you know, I'm doing all these fun little games with it, trying it out. Mm-hmm. And I kept noticing groups around me where there's a large group. It's Fourth of July. So there are a lot of groups around uh, large groups trying to do like selfie shots of the group and then like messing up and taking forever. I'm like, ah, oh, I bet you they wish they had a pixie. Yeah, <laughs> it would have it solved all these problems. You could have just popped it up. It would have gotten a fantastic picture or a video. It would have popped down and you can continue your hike or whatever you're doing. Yeah. And that's the one thing that we should talk about too, is that the, the videos that it does, I haven't done photos yet, but the videos are landscape mode. So they're just normal. If you were flying and doing a picture, it would just be normal, 
normal mode. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a portrait mode just because it is Snapchat. From my understanding is that you can do it in real time with the Snapchat out. I haven't tr- tried it yet, but like get a feed from it and then post that or something like that and edit it in the app. I'm not really sure how that works. Yeah. Um, but in that instance, from my understanding is it's just crop to be portrait mode. So the things that it's doing are landscape and yeah, if you were trying to take that that photo, I think that would be yeah pretty neat. Is everyone's doing selfie, and how far can my arm get out? And you get a little yeah. bit of your arm in there. It's like, oh no, here, just and like do a thing. And you're like, wow, cool. So even if you're just doing it for that, that's a pretty mm-hmm. neat uh, use case for it. Yeah, I I want to try to get some group photos with it. That's what I want to use it for. What, what were you gonna say? I want to talk about the cameras that are on it and. Would you okay. actually want to use those photos or videos that it's producing? Because yes. some people are probably thinking $200. I've seen $200 smartphones, and I know that those are not very great, right? And this camera, which we've talked about before, has a 12 megapixel camera, 4,000 by 3,000, and mm-hmm. a 2.7K video camera up thing on it, whatever that <laughs> means, and up to 30 frames per second. And, and it's all doing digital stabilization with that. I want to reiterate that point because, (laughs) sorry, every, my very first drone that I built, I just jammed a video camera on it. Like you would see on the FPV racers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And when you go and fly that, what you realize immediately is just how terrible video is when it's recorded on a vibrating platform, oscillating throughout the air. Uh, cameras just weren't designed for that. So you do certain things. You add noise dampening, physical noise dampening to the camera to help remove some of that high frequency noise there. And then in the more extreme case, you put it on a gimbal and have the gimbal compensate for all that drift stuff. This thing has none of that none (laughs) and they're still getting to my eye i haven't you know posted a a super high res one but to my eye amazing video so yeah um it's it's not a native 12k because i think it's doing some subsampling and maybe a little bit of integration to smooth out the video or the image but i think you know what they say photography is not the resolution it's the lighting and it's the angle so this thing's going to be able to get all those much better i think it's going to get a a better composed image than anything i could get by sticking my arm out okay all that excellent camera yes i i'm answering your question with a yes i would and when you think about it, it kind of makes sense because Snapchat is a camera company and yeah. <laughs> like they put cameras in tiny little glasses and now they put them in a tiny little drone and they, you know, work on your phone. And the one thing that I'm impressed with is the, uh, clarity. They're obviously doing some, um, um, they're doing some, um, cleanup digital on that, but I am also impressed with the white balance. Actually, mm. I thought the white balance was really, uh, well executed compared to, my DJI Mavic Mini V1, not V3, which apparently is like way, way, way better. And it's a pro model, so you know it's good. But um, I thought the white balance on the video was also very good. Now, I haven't exported them off of my phone yet. I did send you one on iMessage, but I will be fascinated to see what that looks like in my Google Photos, which I can do right now. Let me see what it looks like. Yeah, when when you can side-by-side it with an iPhone or something, you'll probably be able to tell the difference better. Yeah. I will say, um, 
can't say all praise, right? We got to say some negatives. It does have auto exposure. So mm-hmm. sometimes it can get the exposure wrong. You know, yeah. the thing that you want to be lit nicely is actually in shadow or something like that. And it's hard because you're not getting real-time feedback with other drones. You'd be doing a preview. So one thing, you know, it brings you a little bit back to the Kodak days where your exposure might be wrong when you had to wait for your fo- film to be developed. But you know what? We all have Photoshop or some knockoff of Photoshop on our computer. You can change the exposure later. Don't worry about it. No one cares about a little noise in the image. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> that, that those are my low standards. Have you discovered anything? Um, so far, I mean, like I said, you know, I think about what am I going to use this footage for? I'm going to try out the photo mode as well. It's going to be more for just fun things, right? I'm not going out yeah. and I'm not. It's not. I'm not expecting DSLR quality stuff, but. You know, when I think about the combination of the, the cameras, the design, the battery, the portability of it is really why I think we bought it is that was that. And, and Heather asked me, right, is, is what is this for? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to answer that now, and then we can come back to any loose odds and ends. Cause I know you have a few, mm-hmm. but we've sort of mentioned it a little bit. You on your one wheel, right. Um, hiking is a good example on a holiday you know, where you don't want to bring a full drone and you don't want to go out on a drone day, or maybe <laughs> you like, like you said, you, Hey, I'm just going to go to the skate park. And I'm going to one wheel around. I can literally strap this on myself. And if I use it awesome. And if I don't, I don't, but compared to the drone, which again, I love my drone. I love it. And I just haven't flown it very much because it's a process. I feel like, Hey, I could take this on a walk and I could be like, Oh, I'm just going to go. Oh, cool. And it wouldn't be distracting for the walk or the hike. It's like, oh, I'm just going to grab this footage really quick and I'm done. Just like someone taking a quick video or a photo because it is so easy to turn on and off. You don't even need your phone, right? You don't even need it because there's built-in storage, you know, 16 gigs in there that hold like a, you know, thousand photos or whatever. It just does it. So to me, there are those drones you can get for like 50 or hundred bucks that you have to fly around. But this one is, I want something to do the work for me. And I want (laughs) to have a cool memory, uh, out of this. And I'm not expecting pro level video footage, X, Y, Z. I want something that's pretty good that I think will bring a smile to my face and you could bring this drone anywhere. Like I would feel very comfortable bringing this on a hike through a national park on an international flight, on a domestic flight, on a road trip. Again, just throw it in your backpack or throw it around your waist and like, you're good to go. And I think that is the neatest part about this compared to, um, anything else that that I've had, right. I've had, I've had, (laughs) you know, the DJI Osmo is a thing that's, you know, going to levelize out your stabilize your camera and your phone. And I've had the drone and I've had these other things. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Now a year from now, how often will Frank and I use this? I don't know, but I do think that this is a, any, any single person could use this. And I think that that is a triumph. Like, I think that I, 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 I literally handed it to Heather and I was like, Hey, she's like, what do I need to do? I said, hold it up. So it looks at you in the face and hit the button. And she's like, that's it. I was like, that's it. And like, <laughs> and then naturally it came back and she just put her hand out and it landed in her hand. And she was like, that's it. And I was like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I think that was what was cool. And we did the follow mode with her and it like brought a smile to her face. And I was like, yep, mission accomplished. Like there was at least one moment of joy, you know, that this, this brought and that 
I could not see that happening with a normal drone if I was like, and here's the remote control and like you can figure it and calibrate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, I've done the manual drone thing. It's a lot of effort. (laughs) If if you want the sensation of flight or you want to do the racing thing and you like that adrenaline pumping of flying a thousand dollars at a hundred miles an hour through a forest, go, go, go get an expensive drone or something like that. But I love robots and autonomous things. I like thinking computers. And this, no, this has no personality. It's not a droid. I'm not under any delusions like that. (laughs) But it's not an RC car. You know, I had RC cars when I was, you know, in the 80s. You know, they're old. It's old tech. I don't need to be manually flying or driving everything. I want to see something smarter. And this is a 200 bucks is still a lot. That's, that's not. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's a reasonably priced um, autonomous thing. I don't think I'd ever make this as a first drone. But if you've ever suffered through a first drone mm. and you just want a nice camera that takes drone shots, this is the thing to get. Um, <laughs> wow, I just sounded like a salesman there. But <laughs> but it, honestly, if you're not going for that, I, I need to race drones thing. Um, but you still want the photography. I'm excited uh, for it. I think we should challenge each other. Now that I have a Snapchat account, I'm going to use it for nothing but drone footage. So I'm just going to be posting, and we'll we'll see in a year uh, how much I've posted to my Snapchat yeah. my drone. Yeah, and you got to friend me on Snapchat, and then we'll be good to go. I guess we could uh, post our. No, you don't want to post yours. <laughs> I'll, I'll post mine. People can follow my terrible drone shots. There you go. On there. Yeah. yeah. And Snapchat is an interesting one because I use Snapchat for its original purpose, which is sending photos to friends and they disappear after they view Uh, them. But there is a stories mode. And I think that you could add it to a story. I don't really know. That's the thing. Thanks for explaining that. (laughs) I don't even know how half of the Snapchat works. But that being said, Frank will probably post to Twitter. So probably just follow him on Twitter. Yeah, I'll probably do the other thing. Hey, can we talk about real quick how terrible it is to download things onto this? Mm. I, as a not user of the Snapchat app, was getting very frustrated because I could not figure out, although I did know about the click your picture, go to settings, click Pixie, that is not how you get videos or images off of it, though. Those are in a whole different place. A place the Snapchat app likes to call memories. Memories. Yes. Memories. And James, is there a memories tab at the bottom of the app? There is not, Frank. Is there a is is there a memories option on the hamburger menu of the app? Nope. Nope. No, no, there's not. In fact, there is not one place in the app called memories. And when you search the Googles and you're like, hi, I'm old. Uh, how do you get to the memories and Snapchat? The very helpful instruction is swipe up. Just swipe up, James. Obviously. And so me. An Mm -hmm. iOS developer knows that swipe up doesn't do that. Swipe up switches the app. Swipe up does all these other things. So I'm just befuddled, completely befuddled. And the one screen that I decided to swipe up on had like a table view. So the swipe up didn't work. The table view scrolled as should happen when you swipe up on a UI. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, where do I swipe up in this app? So imagine this, everyone. Frank going around to every tab in the app and swiping up on every UI thing he can find. Well, the trick is, the joke is on me. The very last screen I tried, the screen you're supposed to swipe up on is the camera screen. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have to go to the live camera screen, swipe up. Oh, by the way, is is, is there a button for memories on the live camera screen? There is. It's left of the... It's left of... (laughs) 
<laughs> left of the camera button. Yeah. It doesn't say memories though. No, it you doesn't. You have to swipe up. And that's how you up. get to it. So for all the olds in the audience here, that, that's how you get to memories in Snapchat. Well, I learned how to get to memories accidentally because I was swiping. I was like, whoa, what does the screen go away? Um, so <laughs> that that's usually what it is. And Snapchat is a, a, a terrible uh, combination I, of all the things and well done and terribly done all at the same time. They pack so amazing. much into it. It is astonishing. We've talked about it on the podcast before, and overall, I like it because they are so wacky. They're willing to go places other apps aren't. Yeah. But in this case, it was just making me very mad because yeah. <laughs> I could not find my videos. And it's fascinating, too, because it connects, and then it creates its own Wi-Fi hotspot, and then it downloads yeah. via Wi-Fi kind of slowly, actually. It is slow. It is slow. Um, they are most definitely trying to save battery at all yeah. possibility because these batteries are tiny. Um, a complaint my friend had was, why doesn't it just download the videos automatically? I'm like, because that would probably eat up the entire battery <laughs> if yeah. you tried to do that. And so that was my assumption why they're not doing that. That said, I would, I'd say I'm, I'm pretty happy with the process of switching over to that Wi-Fi network. I remember in the early, I do a lot of IoT stuff, and a lot of IoT stuff, it's terrible, where they'll actually make you manually go and switch over to their network. And then forever, you've got this stupid network in your settings that you can't remember what it's from. That has dramatically improved in iOS to the point where, probably after you gave it permission, James, it was able to automatically, temporarily switch over to the drone's Wi-Fi network do its downloads, and then switch back to your normal network. And that's good because downloading um, off of Bluetooth would be even slower than Ugh. Wi-Fi. Now, I will also point out, in case people are curious, is that there is also a setting to download photos and videos over USB, but you have to turn it on. So just see. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't know about that. And I will go find that because that sounds good. <laughs> it's in the setting. So, All right. So what is your final ra rating out of here? If you give it out of 10... An initial impression, initial review, calibration, out of 10, $250 in. That's what you spent for the Flymore pack. Oof. What do you give? Really? Yeah. I'm giving it a nine. I, 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 you know, I'm just on principle, not going to give it a 10. And there's always something to be fixed. It's loud. I don't think we said how loud it is yet. Loud. Loud. <laughs> I'm giving it, I'm giving it a nine. But, you know, I have, I love drones and I haven't bought a new drone in probably five years i don't know maybe that long and this is the first one that got me excited to buy a drone again and i would say i was not disappointed i'm happy i bought it and i'm happy it's my newest drone yeah i i would agree with that i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten because i do wish that they made a separate app because i think the experience <laughs> could have been more tailored for this because it also feels weird that it's in the snapchat app now i'm gonna experiment more with understanding if there's a deeper reason like can i get a live feed or can I integrate it and actually snap the footage to people I don't know? I, I need to figure that out. Um, but if I do, we'll, we'll give an update there. But I do think that is uh, a benefit for it being simplistic in the app, but also a downfall where I wish that it wasn't five clicks to get to it instead of it. I wish that like, it was like, oh, you're connected and it goes right to the screen and it figures it out. Uh, but beyond that, I, I brought a smile to my face, Frank, just like my first drone and for 250 bucks, that's not bad. Yeah, and I think, honestly, this one's going to get a lot more use than my other drones. It's, it's the simplicity. It's yeah. the, oh, I want a group photo. I can press a button and get yeah. a group photo. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Ooh. <laughs> and it makes very cute yeah. chimes. I love it. You are making me think these apps are like AOL now. 
you know they just it, it's more about a brand and just pulling you into the app these apps mm. are like old old 1990s telecoms oh yeah. and it's yeah wow that that's a dystopian future we'll cover that on the next episode exactly well that's going to do it for our pixie snap drone review and this episode of merch conflict let us know if you bought a pixie based on our initial impressions from months ago. And if you did, let us know what you got. Go over to MergeConflict.fm. Hit us up on Twitter at James Montemagno at Proclaim and at MergeConflict.fm. But that's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.